everyone, it is your host, Rhea Fry here. Now, we talk a lot on this show um, to other authors about other authors, but I am going to talk about myself for just two seconds. So as most of you know, I am the author of three domestic suspense novels, Not Her Daughter, Because You're Mine, and Until I Find You. And I wanted to offer a special <laughs> pandemic palooza bundle Three personally signed books for just $30 shipped straight to your door from me to you. The offer is only going to extend through March, just in time for summer reading, for Mother's Day, for graduation, or for anyone in your life who loves a good, quick, and somewhat scary read, I should say. Just go to rightwayco.com. That's W-R-I-T-E-W-A-Y-C-O.com or reafry.com, R-E-A-F-R-E-Y.com, or you can click the link in the show notes. From me to you, three books, 30 bucks. Now on to the show. Hey guys, welcome to Right Way, a podcast where we give you insight to make informed decisions about your writing career. I'm your host, Rhea Fry, multi-published author and CEO and founder of Right Way. And I'm Joe Tower, writer, media producer, and Right Way's executive editor. On this podcast, Rhea and I will take an inside look at the publishing industry with honest and straightforward shop talk. So when you do get published, you'll know exactly what to do the right way. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Right Way podcast. Yet another one for the glorious month of March. Um, we got a really kind of interesting episode today, and I'm not afraid to say a little bit of a departure for what we're usually talking about. Um, Rhea and I have sort of been having a lot of conversations more so around the process of writing, and Rhea's in, in, in the middle stages of working on a couple projects. I'm in the middle stages of working on a couple projects. And it's come to our attention that we we really wanted to take a moment to spend an episode talking about how the fuck you write a book. <laughs> <laughs> well, not really how to even write a book, but I think I, I've really realized lately because I've had a couple of different conversations with my agent and we're trying to figure out, you know, I'm out of contract after my book comes out in 2021 and I'm trying to figure out, like, what comes next? Do I stick with this genre? Do I change? Do I go to nonfiction? And, you know, I, I feel like we've talked a little bit about, like, okay, whatever genre you start in, you kind of have to stick to that. And that's that's definitely not true. But I do feel like I personally, as a writer, can have a little bit of ADD when it comes to getting so gung-ho about a project, starting it, getting, I don't know, 15, 20 pages in it into it and then just like, eh, no, I don't want to do this anymore. And then constantly changing directions. Yeah. And I think that, uh, we, you know, we talk all the time on this podcast and in our business about what to do on the path to publishing. And we always say that if you want to start the path to publishing, you got to start a book or you got to finish a book. And in order to finish a book, you got to start a book. Uh, we had a great, we've got a great episode coming at you guys uh, of the podcast with a really unbelievable special guest. I'm not going to say who it is right here and now, but you're going to be girl. pumped. We are both fangirls, frankly. Um, and <laughs> she had, she, we had the most excellent conversation with this author about her process um, and Rhea and I both kind of responded. She writes all of which she's published 20 novels of different genres. She's a writing machine. And we were like, how are you doing this? And she, um, engages in a process called fast drafting. And basically fast drafting is where 
you knock out the first rough draft of a manuscript no matter what. Balls to the wall, every day moving forward, hitting either a page count or a word count, and not really giving a shit what kind of editorial state that it's yeah and also not going backwards to edit so like where i get messed up is i'm like okay i'm just gonna go back to the day before and tinker and toil away at this and then by the time i'm ready to write i'm like eh, i'm good (laughs) like and then and then i take a look at the page kind of my manuscript and i'm like five yeah exactly but you know as we were kind of chatting about this because you know Joe just basically fast drafted without really knowing about it that you you just fast drafted a novel and the first you know novel I've talked about um on this podcast quite a bit but when I wrote not her daughter I wrote it in a month and that was very much like fast draft always moving forward and I think a lot of it was because I'd really thought through the story in my head so much and saw it from start to finish that by the time I sat down I actually kind of knew where it was going. But I think for a lot of writers, it's incredibly overwhelming to think that you're going to sit down and keep going day after day or week after week, sometimes month after month, year after year, until you hit 250 pages, 300 pages, and it can feel a little overwhelming. And for some people, when you hit a certain stage in your career, so once you sell one book, whether it's fiction or nonfiction, oftentimes you can sell a book in the future based on a really fleshed out synopsis and a few sample chapters. So what we're talking about today is really the importance of creating that first 50 pages and how to perfect it because we're we're working with a fiction client now. She's amazing. It's her debut novel. And We have gone back and reworked and reworked and reworked her first 50 pages because especially when you're writing genre, I feel like getting the first 50 right, making sure the catalyst is in the right place, making sure you're showing your character in his or her before world, doing all of that is so important. And Joe and I were really talking and we're like, man, once you really have like 50 polished pages that you can pitch, you know where the story's going. I feel like the rest of the book oftentimes just flows right out of you. I couldn't agree more. And we we actually, uh, you know, Rhea and I, you know, we, we were having that conversation on the phone just after we had this client call. And we both sort of came to that conclusion simultaneously. Now, notoriously, like, Rhea, you are... You're, would you qualify yourself as a pantser when it comes to... Yes. Yeah. And I'm I'm definitely a plotter. And, <laughs> thousand percent. And I have to say, after this last kind of four-way into fast drafting, I'm all about it. It does take a little bit of work for me to put aside the need to perfect it, to edit, to rewrite. Like I, re- like I really have to put effort into that. But we realized today on this phone call, we were like, yeah, if you can give yourself the opportunity to fortify those first 50 pages, to maybe treat that as its own limited um, milestone, that it's it's like the first milestone, you're walking away not only with the first 50 pages of a manuscript, and like Rhea said, generally the, the preceding like 200 or 150 or whatever, sort of have a tendency to fall into place, but also you're gonna have a showcase 
you're going to have like hard product for what it is you're eventually going to try to sell. Like I, I was talking to another client about this. We're building a, a novel for her. We're in the process of it right now. And I am in the midst of writing and rewriting her the first 50 pages of this manuscript. And if you think about it, that becomes its own product that, that that's movable in a way that like, uh, you know, a, a full messy draft or the rough first draft of an entire manuscript maybe or not. Let me ask you a question because yeah, you are a plotter. And I do think like, yes, while I'm a pantser, I don't go in like totally blind. Like I have an idea of, of what I would like to happen though. I give myself room for it to change, but what do you think is super important? Let's start with fiction and then I can speak to the nonfiction elements of it. But what do you need to see? in that first 50 pages. What needs to happen? What needs, you know, just because I think that can be a little overwhelming. Like you can read a beautiful 50 first pages where nothing happens. And if you're in like literary fiction, sometimes that's okay. But, you know, really, and, and what we also often see is like you hit, you know, say you have a great prologue or a great first chapter and it sets up this amazing promise. And then just, I don't know, shortly after it's like it, it loses that momentum or the, the promise isn't delivered upon. So like, how can you keep that tension going? The, the, not only the writing, but the story going and, and where does it need to go in those first 50 pages? Um, I mean, I, I think that's a great question no pressure. and I can't, <laughs> I can't wait to hear what you have to say, uh, about nonfiction because, um, I think that equally, um, both the success of either one is really contingent on those first 50 pages. Um, you know, we were having this conversation the other day with, with, uh, this client of ours and what, what I kept coming back to. And I think what I always keep coming back to, and I think this is, I think in my opinion, this is true for progressive art, art that, um, you know, transpires in, in a narrative fashion. I think a, a book, a film, a, a TV, a piece of theater. I think any, any piece of art that has another participant, has a reader, has a viewer, has an audience member, whatever, that individual, that entity is waiting for a moment of comfort. And I don't mean that they want to be comfortable or that they're not engaged or that they're not scared or surprised or elated or whatever. I'm not talking about comfort in that way. They want to get comfortable in the context of the thing itself. They want to understand what it is they're experiencing so that they can enjoy it. Absolutely. And, you know, it's so interesting for nonfiction. So a lot of books that go out you know, or shopped via book proposal, a lot of book proposal writers or even agents will only ever request one chapter. To me, I do not think that is going to be a strong enough representation of what the book's going to contain, oftentimes because an author will like do an introductory chapter, which is just more, you know, about them, why they're writing this book. And I think it's really important to write enough, not only to prove your concept, but to prove to yourself that, oh, I actually am interested enough in this that I can write 200 or 250 pages about this subject matter. Because oftentimes we'll be like, yeah, this is great. I, I'm so down for this book. And then they get into it and they're like, oh, wait, I have to write how many pages? <laughs> On that note, can I ask you a question? Um, because 
you know, be, be, because as an admitted pantser, and I realize like you do a lot, you do such an incredible amount of like mental and intellectual work before you go into the actual execution of a novel. But I'm curious for you, like, you know, let's take not her daughter. Let's take your first fiction novel. When you approached that, did you know beyond the shadow of a doubt that in that I in in the the germ of that idea that you were going to be able to run the length of hundred percent, and and it's really interesting because with that book and I've never I I haven't had an experience like it since except this one one project that I'm I'm working on now, but I saw that story and kind of just knew that I mean I I just saw it all play out and I actually ended up writing the ending of that book first, but that what was interesting is. I wrote, I can't remember what it was. I think it was 80,000, 85,000 words in that month. And it was all from one point of view only. It was only the kidnappers from the kidnappers point of view throughout the duration of the story. And when I got my agent, like she loved the book, but we were like, man, maybe we should see the mother of this, you know, kidnapped child. We should see her point of view. So in a few weeks, I created this whole like new character and new point of view. So the book toggled between them. And we ended up well over a hundred thousand words um, for that book. But that was just luck like that I was able to kind of see that through. But in nonfiction, what I love so much, and it's why we're trying to apply it to fiction with our fiction fundamentals kit So with the nonfiction book proposal, when you're writing the first three chapters, I mean, not only do we have our chapter breakdown, so we know what each chapter is going to be about, oftentimes in those first 50 pages, you know, yes, you have an introductory chapter or preface, which is really laying the foundation for who the author is, what their expertise is, what the book's going to be about, what the problem, what problem they're going to be solving. But then when we get into, you know, chapters one, two, and three, we are really diving in and seeing like what this book is going to offer to the reader. And it, to me, I think it's just such a, it gives the reader a sense of confidence to know like, okay, I just wrote four chapters. I haven't sold my book yet. But when I go down, when I sit down to actually write my book, it's going to be so much easier because they've got that first like third of the book um, done already. So, so I do think like between fiction and nonfiction, like there's a science to both. Um, and I think that when when you're looking at those first 50, when you're looking at all of that, like all of the setup, all of the establishment um, that you have to do in those 50 pages, I, I do think there's a certain amount of, I feel like the 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 title of like uh, a plotter, it, it's somehow um, like I'm, I'm not, I don't want to eliminate the possibility of discovery. Like I think one of the beautiful things about writing is that discovery is always like potentially right around the corner. I mean, if you get yourself stuck, you can write your way out of it. Um, there is no n- new fresh piece of information that you can discover during the process that you can't like somehow fit in. Um, and that, that happens and everything can always change. But I think 
I, I do think that no matter how it changes, those 50 pages remain crucial because everything that you want, every, every idea that you want to pay off in that book, uh, you know, the pinch in the gut, the, the lump in the throat, the awestruck that, you know, the, the shock and awe, depending on what, what your genre is, all of that has to be at very or mentioned or established in one way or another in those first 50 pages. Definitely. And it's so interesting because for nonfiction, like Joe and I are working on a, a nonfiction proposal together. And I, I mean, that absolutely flew out of my body. Like the first 50 pages of that book, I was like, boom, done. It's stuff I talk about all the time. I could write about this in my sleep and it's very prescriptive. There's, there's a, there's a point to each chapter. It's not going to deviate too much. I know that (laughs) the end result, I know what the reader wants. Now with fiction, I feel like while you can't write for your reader, I mean, you can definitely have them in mind with fiction. There are endless possibilities of where your book could go literally on every page. So it's like limitless, unlimited possibilities of of choosing what your character is going to do, how they're going to respond, who they, you know, where they go, like what what issues they run into. And for me, I think that that, you know, trying to plot that all out ahead of time, which I really struggled with because, you know, when I've sold um, other books, like since that first book, I had to write a synopsis, which I totally suck at, probably because I just don't, practice them um, enough. I mean, I'm great at nonfiction, but (laughs) you tell me to write a synopsis for a novel that I haven't written yet. And I'm like, can't do it. Nope. Um, But it's, it's so interesting because every synopsis that I've written has changed so wildly. Um, And I think I feel boxed in like when I do that first or when I plot it out, or if I do the beats, if I'm doing a beat sheet, like it's a great guideline, but it's almost like a this inner rebellion <laughs> where I just, um, I don't know, I I deviate. But what I've also realized with the first, the first fifty, or really coming up with tricks and hacks that work for me is, you know, I, I definitely definitely making sure that the reader has the need to turn the page, that there is something at stake, that there's some sort of catalyst in that first 50 pages that your character is going to have to face something um, and make, you know, a hard decision to leave their quote unquote before world and step into the unknown. Um, But, you know, I don't know. I, I get really, I don't know about you, Joe, but like I get really obsessed less with the story and more on my fucking word count. I'm like, Got to hit my 3,000 words. Got to hit my 3,000. <laughs> oh, and I'm God. like looking at when the little. When you do have a word count, like forget <laughs> about it. It's insane. And I mean, but when I when I allow myself to be like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to just write. It's going to be messy. It's not going to be great. Like I'm not going to go back and edit. Then I look up and I've written 5,000 words. And it's just, I'm allowing myself to kind of find the flow. And always, I talk about it a lot, but when I am done writing, And I step away. And of course, if I'm in the shower, if I'm taking a walk, if I'm just like cooking or I don't know, reading something, that is when I do all of my plotting is in my head or I'm changing something or I'm working on it. It is never in front of the page. Not to get into like a other like weird like ideation process, but it is true that like 
when you sort of disconnect your like your active conscious brain and and do something like taking a walk is great i think taking a warm shower any activity like that where you're also disconnected from the demand of the actual task itself that's where your brain frees up and like does the amazing things that it does um without you trying to force you know force it i think it's really uh it's really great that you brought up the fact that we have rolled out this great new service called the fiction fundamentals kit and it is it is it is the companion of 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 ria's baby our our nonfiction book proposal template it works it works baby and i and i think it's a good exercise i think it's a good exercise because you know what you were just talking about and i think it you know it's so fantastic the the idea that like with every new plot development with every turning point with every step in the narrative with, with every beat in the sheet you are trying to get your reader to move on not just to the next page the next word the next sentence the next paragraph you want to keep them locked in so therefore not only is it about the content within that and not only is that a tool in your story but it also serves this like dual purpose like uh, how how is this functioning to keep the reader reading? I think the Fiction Fundamentals Kit is actually a good like macro exercise, uh, even outside of the writing itself, to get you thinking about the dual purposes of things. Well, I want to totally revolutionize the way fiction writers sell their books because here this is wildly unfair i think in some ways it's awesome because you sell a book especially as a first time author you have to complete the book the book is done uh before you get an agent it needs to be as polished as possible you've done the work great but what i see is even if an author gets an agent and they shop their book and they don't get picked up for some reason you will hear these editors be like, mm, well, I just didn't really like when this character did this one thing. Or I didn't really have like an emotional connection to whatever. I'm like, oh my God, you can literally change these teeny, t- like, I don't know a single writer that is on the cusp of publishing and is not open to being flexible, unless you're writing a memoir or something, but being open and and flexible to changing um I don't know, just like a, a character or something that happens, like we are able to do that. That's the, that's the amazing thing about writing fiction. And to get denied after you've put all that time and effort into writing 250, 300 pages, it's soul crushing. So for the Fiction Fundamentals Kit, because we're, we're presenting this as if it is a nonfiction book proposal. So we are writing, you know, like we're showing you that this writer has done the research on who their readers are, where they're showing up, who their competition or competitive allies are. They've got the complete chapter breakdown. So you basically have a very detailed synopsis, the beat sheet, plus the first three chapters or the first 50 pages. To me, that is a much more comprehensive Um, representation of what this book could be. And I'd rather see writers spend more time thinking, sure, thinking through their complete novel, polishing those first 50 pages. And then when you do get matched with an editor, then you guys can collaborate and work together. So you don't go back and forth so many different rounds with developmental editing and editing and like proofreading and copy editing and coming up with this or that, like it's, it would be a more collaborative process. And I think that is so important. We talk about it all the time, but with the editing process, with a traditional publisher, 
we've said it before, which is why we've come up with all these different services, but it is so removed and the author is always working on their own. And I'm not saying an editor should like be sticking their hand in everything, but wouldn't it be better to make money on the front end to write your book and to really like take time and get feedback and know what the expectations are from your editor ahead of time before you, you know, go through that process on your own without any professional help. And sometimes, sometimes legitimately, uh, you know, all it, it does take that kind of constructive bump or boost from an editor that will get you to the first 50 even or beyond. Like, I feel like, you know, you talk, you were talking earlier, Rhea, about how you kind of get stuck in this cycle where you're just like, and I do the same thing, like literally tinkering with the same pages and passages time and time again, because you don't, you're not freely bouncing any ideas off of anything but inside your own brain. You're like a fucking game of Pong. Well, and you know, I've, I've belonged to several writers groups and I'm sure you have too, but then that gets dangerous as well. Because if you get four or five people together and then they're all coming up with different ideas, then you can get too many cooks in the kitchen. And so like to have, I mean, I think it just makes sense to have the person who's paid you for your book idea to then work with them to make sure that, that everything is aligned because there is nothing worse then when you, you know, you're assigned to an editor, you get to know them, you hand your book in and you get that shocking editorial letter with all of the different edits. And then you start to feel like a fraud or you become insecure. You're like, oh my God, I feel like that every, I love my editor, but every book I'm like, I'm a fucking failure. I'm a fraud. What am I doing? Except this last book, which I will say, Joe Tower saved me at the end of the day and just totally went through my book and I had that like one-on-one -on -one help. And it, this is the first book, the book that comes out next year, Secrets of Our House, where my editor has, we went through one round. I changed just a few little things and she was like, it's good to go. And I was like, can I get that in writing? Like, it's good to go. What? Um, so really having that like confidant, I just think it helps. But I've had to in the past, like when I wrote Because You're Mine, when I wrote Until I Find You, those books went through so many drafts. And I'm not talking about the same story. I'm talking about radically different stories because the expectations were not set up from the beginning. And then I just took the idea and ran and I ran in the total wrong direction without knowing it. So again, if we could sell our novels <laughs> based on the first 50 pages with a bunch of the other information that you still need to market your book, to promote your book, to prepare yourself as a published author, soon to be published author. So you, you too have your roadmap of what you're going to do. So you're not overwhelmed and you can do that due diligence ahead of time. To me, I think that's where the industry needs to go, quite frankly. Uh, totally fucking agreed 155%. Um, <laughs> seriously. So you guys got to go to our website, rightwayco.com. Um, you can check out both our fiction and nonfiction services, uh, as well as all our editing services. And we're curious, we're talking about the first 50. That's kind of, we, we that's kind of our sweet spot. That's where we're seeing, um, like that kind of, uh, the linchpin or the, that one card in, in the, in the house of cards, that's going to make everything tumble down. But what is your yours. Email us at podcast at rightwayco.com and tell us what page you're trying to get to 
and where you start running into some trouble. Also, we do also have a service for a few hundred bucks. Joe and I will read your first 50 pages and edit them and kind of really get back to you and give our professional opinions about where we think the book should go. So hit us up for that as well. Do not be a stranger. And good luck out there. Get that first 50 Absolutely. Done. Until next week. Hey, thanks again for listening to The Right Way Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, review, and comment, and help us continue to deliver the content you want and need. And for more information about RightWay, visit rightwayco.com to get more info on all our editorial and developmental services, and sign up for our weekly newsletter, where we'll be sharing exclusive content, access to digital courses, and offering proprietary resources for aspiring and established writers. 